Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We go to the Oilers Now prospect report for our friends, Ken and the staff at Reface Magic. Save money on your kitchen renovation. Don't replace Reface. Here's Brendan Escott. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, good grief. Philip Broberg is really the prospect we're all focusing on right now, isn't he? 22 games played now in the American Hockey League and 15 points. And that's kind of gravy for a player that really you're just hoping to see the ability to play a solid two-way game. And by all accounts, he's doing that. He's playing a ton of minutes because he's playing on both special teams units for Colin Chalk as well. So curious to see how they take advantage of his lower cap hit, Bob, is that trade deadline creeps closer and closer and obviously they're using them plenty in the meantime uh the nashville predators are in town brendan they have five players on their american league team that were first round nhl draft picks including reed Schaefer, the former oiler reed's got two goals so far this season uh for uh, two goals and eight points for milwaukee Carl Taylor used to be Craig Matavich's assistant with Chicago in the AHL. He's their head coach. They're in an eight-game winning streak. they got a good team. Uh, Fedor Svechkov is one of their uh, better players to keep an eye on. And they've got the goaltender Ashkarov. That's a real good prospect as well that a lot of people really like. He's been up for a couple games. Don't forget, Kevin Lankinen got the start the last time Edmonton played Nashville. A 5-2 victory on a Saturday matinee in Edmonton. We go to... Throwback Fridays brought to you weekly by Conlon Motorsports. Get everything you need here so you can get out there. A sit-down conversation with former Oilers goaltender Ben Scribbins. Ben, good seeing you here. Uh, thank you for joining us on Oilers Now. Uh, and there's a lot of alumni that are involved in an event today with the players. And just the thought of uh, of having uh, days like this for some of the retired guys. I mean, some of these guys are dating back to the WHA days before you were even born. But it's got to be pretty cool to to be in the here and now with uh, the red-hot Edmonton Oilers. Absolutely. I mean, I I feel like uh, I should be a fly on the wall a little bit here. You know, you got so many Stanley Cup winners uh, within this Oilers alumni group and then obviously uh, hopefully future cup winners uh, with the current players so uh, you know it's, it's a great environment to be in um, a great little mixer that was set up by uh, by the team and the Oilers uh, Alumni Association um, you know it's never too early to, to try and make some connections and, and you never know where these sorts of networking events are going to help especially for the current guys you know, um, you know down the road so I know uh, it, it the events that we had when I was playing it's, it goes a long ways and, and 
creates a good amount of, uh, of perspective and good opportunity for reflection, but uh, we certainly don't want to be any distraction for the current group on the heater that they're on. Now, you're an educated man. You uh, did your undergrad at Cornell. That's a school where uh, Bob Knasswich won a national championship under Ned Harkness back in the uh, uh, late 1960s. He had a goalie by the name of Ken Dryden. That was pretty good. And then you uh, ended up uh, getting your master's, I believe, at, uh, at Denver University where Murray Armstrong used to recruit at that time players that played a few games in the old WCHL before the NCAA uh, changed the rules. But just uh, just a thought, maybe explain to everybody what you're doing now. Yeah, I mean, first off, for everybody listening right now, Bob doesn't have any notes right now. That was off the top of his head, yeah. which is uh, even more impressive. That's all I got, man. I got to be able to do stuff like <laughs> So if everybody's uh, jaw should be as agape as mine is. But um, no, I work with the NHL Alumni Association. Um, you know, I do some uh, peer support stuff, basically trying to help out where I can. So uh, it's been great to stay involved with the game in, in that capacity as a big mental health advocate uh, when I was playing and, and to be able to continue that on into my retirement era, uh, you know, has been really meaningful and purposeful work. So super, uh, super privileged to be able to continue this uh, this path and, and, and stay involved with the game as much as I have been. We're doing our Oilers throwback feature for Conlon Motorsports, Bob Stoffer with Ben Scrivens on Oilers now. So Ben, the Oilers have had some of the greatest goaltenders of all time. Uh, they've had, you know, Grant Fuhr, Hockey Hall of Fame goaltender, had a 10-game winning streak, Stuart Skinner. I like goaltenders uh, that are seen and not heard, kind of like children, you know what I mean? But uh, with all seriousness, 11 straight wins. He's just so chill in between the pipes. I, I, every goalie's got a different personality. When you watch the Oilers play and see Stuart play, what do you see him? Yeah, I mean, I, I was fortunate. I did some uh, Oilers Plus broadcasting last year, and, and uh, the talking point that seemingly kept coming up uh, is certainly in my mind was the comparison to Hellebuck, right? Like, he's got a long ways to go to reach that right. ceiling, but right. the, the way in which he plays, the, the mannerisms that uh, that he exudes, the, you know, the way that you can kind of characterize his play, that calm, cool, big, collected, um, you know, he, he's not often out of position, uh, and when he is out of position, he's not, uh, you know, for as good as Jonathan Quick is, he doesn't look like Stuart Skinner or Hellebuck, you know, they, right. they're very economical in, in the way that they uh, regain composure in the net, so, um, you know, it's been great to watch him, you know, a local guy, uh, got a soft spot for him, you know, growing up uh, here in, in the Edmonton area, as I did, you know, to, to be able to see a, a, the next generation of that take, uh, you know, take hold of the blue crease and, and really run with it as, as he has. It's been great to watch him develop. Uh, I'm a big fan of him as a, as a goaltender, but, uh, you know, my interactions with him off the ice, great individual too. So, uh, you know, it's it's uh, cliche uh, at times, but like you want to see good people succeed and, and he's one of the good people out there. So. Well, he has eight siblings and I swear I bump into all of them because I live in Southwest Edmonton and it, it, suddenly somebody, yeah, I'm Stuart Solar. I'm like, okay, okay, right? And there's like a 20 year difference in age. So obviously he needs to, knows how to coexist. Just a thought on, uh, uh, you mentioned a bit about goaltending and there was a, for a while, uh, Lyle Mass from OR Sports was a guy about head placement and economizing, uh, you know, movement in between the pipes. But we saw a recent run on really successful Russian goaltenders, mm -hmm. which were a little bit smaller and a little bit more athletic. Has the game changed and altered a bit yet, or is, it, is there different ways for goalies to play? Because we've had, you know, Shesterkin is not the biggest goaltender. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the Islanders have two Russian goaltenders, and mm -hmm. they're part of the reason why that team has a chance to win uh, most nights. Do you, do you think there's anything to that? Maybe the way there's a lot of coaching in goalies now. 
And, and I also wonder whether or not skills coaching has caught up with some of the other positions because goaltending was the first position mm-hmm. to really have a specified unit coach. So give me a thought on that. Bob, you're not supposed to give me all the answers when you're asking oh, me the oh, question. There you go. There you go. <laughs> now, I, Am I on to something? You, you, I think that you're on to something, right? The goaltending certainly was the first um, the first position in hockey that had like the position specific where you're doing goalie sessions before practice. Um, you're doing more of that skill work. You've got D-specific uh, coaches that are kind of coming on now um, that are less, you know, sis- systematic or systemic coaching uh, and more, you know, like the this is the skill set and how do we work that? How do we train that? Um, you know, a shout out to uh, the current uh, goaltender coach here in, in Dustin Schwartz who was part of the duo of Lyle Mast uh, with OR Sports that uh, I was a, a disciple of. Uh, it, it catapulted my uh, my game and, and uh, my development when I first started working with those two guys. Uh, I guess I would have been uh, in junior, maybe even in, in college hockey and, you know, without without head trajectory and being able to really understand puck tracking uh, more than just watch the puck into your glove, um, to really understand the science behind it, uh, you know, it's, it spoke to me and, and allowed me to uh, understand it in a way that uh, I could then implement it on the ice. So, uh, goaltending really started that trend but uh, um, the Russians yeah like playing in Russia it's a, it's a different beast over there yeah. um, you know they they tend to within their uh, athletic communities identify and specialize quite early um, and there's uh, a little more of a harder line uh, as far as the training I'm trying to be super tactful as, as I describe be... this um, but yeah old school is what you're they can be old school at times right and so you see a lot of that come out um, you know in in who uh, who makes it the downside of that is you know who gets chewed up and thrown out and if you if you are identified as a seven-year-old and you train that way until you're 18 and you don't make it then what does that do to your to your individuality right. to your psyche and are you just part of the exhaust fumes of, of the machine that goes through so um, you know I, I, I hesitate to say that there's any right way or wrong way you got to attribute a lot of the success to the individual um, Shesterkin, Sorokin, uh, Varlamov was a uh, was the older uh, kind of version. He tra- he uh, trained under Francois Lair for quite a bit, right. which is the, the Patrick Waugh, um, you know, guru that uh, you know was a little more systemic in, in nature. So um, every goaltender kind of takes a little bit of a little bit from this coach, a little bit from that coach, and they create an amalgamation within their own game and, and figure out a way to, to stop pucks that is unique to them. Uh, for Conlon Motorsports, this is the Oilers throwback feature, and we're joined by uh, Oilers alum Ben Scrivens. Ben, uh, how cool is it for you to watch Cal Pickard? Now, I have a, a, a thing. I don't pretend or profess. I am in the room every day, mm-hmm. but I'm just a media guy. I'm not actually in the room. So I'm always a little leery of saying, well, that guy is beloved by his teammates. But I get the sense of Pickard. He's beloved by his teammates, and it's got to be awesome. And you've been a guy that has fluctuated between a starter to a backup in your career. When you're a backup, there is pressure on you. Just a thought on watching Calvin as an organizational number three goalie come up and do what he's done here of late. 
for Amazon. Yeah, I mean, fantastic. That's what you want as an organization is you want depth and, and meaningful depth, right? You uh, you see it a little bit with Toronto, with Martin Jones coming up and kind of stabilizing their crease a little bit. Um, and certainly that's what happened with, with Calvin Pickard. Uh, he gave some breathing room uh, to Stu in order to get his game kind of sorted. Um, and not just Stu, but like the rest of the team. If you look at that, that opening 13 or 15 games, like everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Um, and now you look at this winning streak and, and it's just the flip side of the coin, right. right? It's, you know, you get a an overtime winner from Bouchard in Montreal off the post off of Montembeau's back and in. Like that's a bounce that they just, they couldn't even, right. they could have put all their salaries together and not bought that early on in the season. And so, um, you know, Picks has, has done exactly what he needed to do and uh, he's earned his spot here in the NHL and he's a big reason why this group has found some stability and, and confidence and um, you know he, he gave gave this team breathing room when they didn't have a lot of it so kudos to him uh, undoubtedly a good guy I chatted with him during the skills competition um, and uh, yeah you know he's, he's got a good head on his shoulders and um, yeah happy happy for his success as well. All right, that is Ben Scrivens, uh, former Oilers netminder. And again, uh, every Friday we do our Oilers throwback feature. It's presented by Conlon Motorsports. Get everything you need here so you can get out there. By the way, we mentioned the fact that uh, the Florida Panthers would go after Chris Letang after he uh, catapulted Alexander Barkov in the board. It looked like Barkov was concussed. They've gone after him twice. This day in Oilers history with Brendan Escott. When we come back, Reed Wilkins will do a crossover as well, setting up inside sports. This is Oilers now. Leon Dreisaitl coming off a three-point performance last night. The Game Day lineup reports brought to you by McGuire Financial. Have the right teammates on your financial future. For a free financial consultation, visit mcguirefinancial.ca. Today at practice, the Oilers ran with the following lines. McDavid up front with Dreisaitl and Hyman. RNH with Kane and Fogle. It was Corey Perry on right wing with McLeod and Holloway. Ryan with Yanmark and Brown. On defense, Nurse and CeCe Ekholm and Bouchard. Kulak and Dearney. Stuart Skinner will start in goal. He's 18-2 and in his last 20 starts since November the 24th. A 1.80 goals against the average 9.33 save percentage. The Oilers uh, are now a combined 109% on the power play in PK. That's pretty good. And their penalty killing has gone from 70th, or sorry, from thir- it was at 70%, 30th in the league, to 9th. Not bad. Uh, Oilers with a plus 33 goal differential. They'll face Nashville, who's at a minus one goal differential. Edmonton's won 15 straight. The Preds have dropped uh, five of their last 10 games. Ryan O'Reilly had a hat trick in here in Edmonton uh, back in early November. He'll be with Forsberg and Nyquist. Cody Glass having an awful season. 35 points in 72 games last year, 14 goals. He's been injury-riddled this year, one goal. He'll play with Novak and Luke Evangelista. Colton Sissons, we've talked a bit about him. With Jakob Trennan, who's a pending UFA, they've got Gurianov, who uh, used to be at the Dallas Stars at a 20-goal season, called him up from the minors. McCarron, Cole Smith, and Kiefer Sherwood are the fourth line. Roman Josie with uh, Dante Fabro. Ryan McDonough, plus 223 in his NHL career. He has never been a minus in any season. He'll be with Luke Shen. Talk to Luke today. Uh, Jeremy Luzon and uh, uh, Alexander Carrier. Kevin Lankinen won his last uh, outing against the Edmonton Oilers. I wonder if they go back to him. 
And uh, the Preds given up marginally. They're minus one in goal differential, 3.02 goals per game, 3.08. They're only at 76.8 on the penalty kill. All right, there you go. That is your game day lineup report for tomorrow's matinee. Reed Wilkins will have inside sports tonight. He'll have... Uh, the City Ford Face-Off Show tomorrow at 12.30. We go to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Join an exclusive four-night road trip to Dallas to see the Oilers play the Stars in April. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. Here's Brennan Escott. Well, happy birthday to the great one. 1961, Wayne Gretzky is born in Brantford, Ontario to Phyllis and Walter. His 20-year NHL career is uh, pretty tough to summarize, but he finished a 15-time All-Star, 4-time Cup winner, 10-time Art Ross winner, 9 Hart trophies to his credit, 5 Lester B. Pearsons, and a Lady Bing. In uh, nine seasons with the Oilers, he put up 1,669 points. And we appreciate the multiple appearances that he's had on Oilers now over the last four years. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports. Hello, Reed. How are you doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Oh, hold a sec here. Which one's going up? There we go. That one's Hey, Bob. How are you? Good. That's better. Uh, you see it get nasty between Pittsburgh and Florida? Yes, I did. Has this been more happened since well, I sat still, here? Lombard's okay. still talking. Yeah. He's, he's there's always... a lot of yapping, too. Uh, As you would expect. Well, Florida can back it up. Yeah, they they can. They got a tough team. Yeah. Uh, Somebody once said to me, a coach in the league, they got a real tough team. (laughs) He's a real good player, and they got a real tough (laughs) team. That's good. Uh, Hey, uh, we'll get your thoughts. Uh, Holloway and McLeod with Corey Perry tomorrow. You know, it's actually interesting because a listener called in earlier this week and said that he he was hoping to see that line. And I said, well, I I don't know, but that'd be interesting. Um I like how Holloway's playing. He's pushing the pace and he's getting inside, like he's getting to the blue paint. McLeod's clearly uh, had a pretty good season, especially ever since he finally broke through in late November. And then that makes it pretty simple for Perry. He can just get to where he likes to get to and cause a little agitation and probably doesn't have to worry about doing a lot with the puck until it's sitting in the blue paint. Brendan, I'm going to put you on the spot right here, right now. When we do this show on Monday, will the Edmonton Oilers be at a 16-game winning streak? Yeah, they they will be. They're going to have a, a long nine days to contemplate everything they've just accomplished. I think they get it done. There we go. Read. I'm not going to say no. Like, it's like it's like, like when we why, do the playoff. Why picks. would I say no? So, like, by the way, next uh, in this year's upcoming playoffs, we're not picking any series involving the orders. We're just going to break it down. How's that? Yeah. Because you know Cause why pick against them? Like I always I say, if it's I mean, if they were an underdog or an eight seed, when they sure. Played, but when, when they played Dallas in 03, I picked against. But them. But that, so that was a different type of era. Yeah. I'm always, like, if it's even close, I'm going to pick the city I live in just for fun and optimism. There we go. That's who you are. What do you got coming tonight on Inside Sports? So you talk to an Oilers alum. I have an Oilers alum on tonight. Started his career with the Toronto Maple Leafs in 1972-73. Okay. Then wound up with the Washington Capitals. Yes. Then Detroit. Yes. Then Quebec. Ron Lowe. Yes. That's awesome. Ron Lowe's on. When you you said you had somebody on from the Leafs, I was thinking of Jim Harrison. That would be important. Oh, wow. Because remember we had the guy that wrote the book about Jim Harrison? On the show back in twelve thirteen. Wait a minute, which one was that? It was we had a guy on that wrote a book about Jim Harris during the lockout year in twelve thirteen. Like, God, Bob, I don't, I honestly don't remember that show. one. Back then, it was on noon to two for fourteen years. But anyhow, I'm sorry, Bob. I don't. You must have booked it then. Wow, well, no, you because you booked most of the guests back then. Well, right, but sometimes you'd say 
can you contact this person? Yeah, well, I think that, yeah. So I I picked up a copy of the book. Jim Harrison had a ten point game in the WHA. Jim Harrison <laughs> is the reason Alan Eagleson is no longer in the good books with. He's got booted out of the Canadian Senate and all that's or whatever happened to him. He got an order of Canada revoked. Yeah. Because Jim Bar- Jim Harrison had a back injury. Alan was supposed to be representing him, and Alan was double dealing uh, with Bill Wirtz. God, I totally Scott. don't remember that. I'm sorry, Bob. Oh, right. the one, you know what one I really remember is? I probably shouldn't start talking about this at the end of your show. The I think it was the brother of the hockey player who went missing in Europe, and they think he might have got gobbled up by a snow groomer machine yeah, or well, a snow did, machine on the he, mountains. Yeah, he did. Because did they find the body? Yeah, they found that. There was, but nobody uh, took ownership as to how well, how it got there, right? Yeah, no, no, they. It, well, let's mm. just say the fifth estate did some digging in this one, Wilkie. You should probably look at that. Yeah, it was not very flattering. What was, the, what was his name? Uh, Duncan oh. McPherson. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He played with Todd McClellan, Saskatoon Woods, hard-nosed stuff defenseman. Yeah, that was a good fifth estate. Almost as good as the one. That was a good the, interview you did too. Almost as good as the one on the Jason Dix trial that uh, fifth estate did. The Mister Big Sting that backfired on the RCMP. All right. Uh, hey, have fun tonight. I will. Okay, uh, I'd like to thank everybody for participating in today's show. Special thanks to Callan and Brendan. We'll be back. Uh, 5 to 7, Mac T will join us and Frank Saravalli and Colin Chalk on Monday. Reed Wilkins is up next with Inside Sports. City Ford face-off show tomorrow. Oilers, do they make it 16 in a row? We'll see. So long, everybody.